What up, fam? Welcome back. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, son. <laughs> Welcome back. All right, one more time. Let's take it take from two. the top. What up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of The Bomb Hole. This is number four. Grand Diesel. We sat down with Zach Hale, man. What's up with that? Man, the hailstorm does a tell-all. He had us fucking laughing so hard, I was almost tearing up at some point. Those those party stories with the monster crew, man. Yeah, what he, else? he parties like an absolute rock star. I mean, his journey as a young kid, he started making a lot of money when he was really young. And then he started killing the rail jams. He started filming video parts, linked up with Lick the Cat. He's got an X Games silver medal. I mean, he's definitely got a incredible list of accolades. Yeah, this kid is on a roll, man. And sit back, check this episode out. We also want to say, man, thanks so much for all your... Uh, listens and the views you're giving us we are so hyped yeah the love and support has been like almost overwhelming so we really appreciate you guys we'll stop talking and get into episode four let's go do this you are listening to the bomb hole podcast it's gonna be very hot it's gonna be very uncomfortable for everybody (laughs) the bomb hole Okay, okay, here we are. Another day at the bomb hole. We got the usual suspects. We got myself. We got Stony Buds. What's up? How we doing, Buds? Doing pretty good, man. I'm hyped. Yeah, you hyped I'm for hyped, the guy we got dude. in the seat over here yeah, today? Pretty exciting character right here. Yeah, we got Zach Hale, aka Hailstorm. Hailstorm. How we doing today, Hale? In the booth. Here in at the, the booth. bomb hole. Sweaty yep. palms, a little nervous. Mom spaghetti <laughs> bombing on my t shirt already. <laughs> Here with the boys. Eminem, 8 Mile. Here to talk shit for an hour and a half. <laughs> you got sweaty palms over this, huh? You guys got sweaty palms. I know. That's it was kind tight. of the intro I was playing. I was like, oh, I got a little, I'm kind of sweating right now. <laughs> so you're kind of like the like Temecula Inland Empire kid, right? Cali Cali kid? Yeah, 909. Got it till I die. Ooh. Yeah. Big Bear San Bernardino, not Temecula. Yeah. It's more of the dirt bike scene. Okay. Monster Scratch fucking fits nicely <laughs> in the 909 area code. <laughs> Lifted. Yeah, the monster it's, scratch is huge. Yeah, in that it's moment. an aphrodisiac <laughs> over there, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Lifted truck, monster wrap, <laughs> dirt bike in the back. Oh, yeah. Probably not going dirt biking just to the grocery store, but still got it in there. Listening a little Zan or something, the <laughs> Inland Empire. I, yeah, I, I feel like it was like, like, like Blink-182 bag. <laughs> you know, blonde, blonde girl in the passenger seat with extensions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always puffy tongue etnies. Oh, just some fatties. <laughs> Some DC uh, mantecas oh, or something. Oh my God. Um, the fact but, that I made we, it out of there. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know what we got to talk, though, is we, I just want to go right into Midget Mafia. Oh, yeah. Midget Mafia. I mean, that was a crew of us. And what age group? We were, I, I mean, I want to say it started when I was like nine years old, and it kind of had its heyday from like nine to 12. You know, it started that young at nine. I, I mean, we were all so young at, yeah. like during that time. And, um, it kind of started out with Anthony and Lenny Mazzotti's mom, who was like kind of like the ringleader of it. You know, she was like make us these jean jackets with like midget mafia on the back and a bunch of like nine year old kids running around in like oversized clothes. You know, so <laughs> yeah. you know and it, it kind of started off with that. And then we all started to grow up a little bit. And then it kind of turned into us just terrorizing the mountain. Like, you know, it was big bear, big bear, you know, in uh, us throwing snowballs at people off the lift. And <laughs> you're already good at nine. You're already pretty. You guys were sponsored, right? Yeah, you were like sponsored. Were you, were you sponsored at that point? Yeah, I was um nine years old. Yeah, That's, I was yeah, I was getting I like, I was getting stuff from sessions and um 
Nidecker was giving me boards at the time. And all of us, it was, it's kind of funny because all of us were, there's just a group of kids that were all getting all this free product and stuff. And we all hung out together in Big Bear. And it was, it was definitely an interesting time. It was fun. Can, you know? can we talk about the fits? I mean, we're talking like nine-year-old kids wearing like giant Tech Nine jackets, giant Tech Nine <laughs> pants, like looking like Junior Bacon Bradshaws. It was just like incredible. Junior Bacon. Well, yeah, thing. then that's like, so then that, it kind of evolved. And then Tech Nine came into the picture, you know, you and Cole, yeah. and then, you know, saw us. And we all started getting these just ginormous Tech Nine fits. We didn't, you know, like, we didn't make smalls. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I remember I had I had this yellow jacket. Oh, I love the yellow. And I wanted it so bad. And um, you guys had a rep. His name was Chicken. Sean, chicken. Sean, oh, Sean shouts Sims chicken. Neil. Shouts yeah. to Chicken. You know, and he had one yellow jacket, and it was. I was like, I want that. I don't care what size it is. It was like a men's medium or something. Yeah, that was I'm the probably we made f- back then. You know, I'm like five <laughs> foot. You know, it's like down to my knees, riding around bare. You guys look good. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, all of us, and we all had these crazy baggy fits. It was I mean, so so. G- Did you guys idolize Bradshaw? Oh yeah, it I seemed mean, like Bradshaw was like the guy, in yeah. Big Bear. It's like you look at him riding, you know, and he was down with us. So it's mm-hmm. like, of course, we're like that. Like he's so good. It's yeah, kind of funny guy. My uh, my dad actually paid Bradshaw to be my coach. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ronnie Hale. You know, he was like, um, this is when my dad was still living to down To be your there. coach. <laughs> to be my coach. It was so funny, you know. <laughs> I, I want to say he paid, like, Chad Tarbell. <laughs> like, you know. Hey, hey Bradshaw, we're going to need you to take little Hale in his yellow jacket and teach him some of these back tails <laughs> yeah, yeah. at a young age. It was so funny, like... You know, of course, Bratch was like, oh, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take your money to, you know, snowboard with <laughs> Yeah, he's kid. not thinking you know, twice like, about I mean, that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really think he coached me at all. It was kind of like. You, like didn't, you didn't really come from, like, like means so much, right? You, it's not like you're, like, loaded your family growing up, right? No, not at all. I mean, my mom and dad are definitely, like, they're well off. You know, yeah. I mean, they did well. My dad is a businessman. and yeah. um, But, I mean, it's not like they were, you know, sending me to some private snowboard academy yeah. to go snowboard. And it's like. Yeah. I mean, he was like, he was paying Bradshaw probably a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, (laughs) that's actually the, maybe that's the way to do it is actually fuck a snowboard academy. Just give Chris Bradshaw 200 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, cheaper. (laughs) How were you getting up to the mountain at nine years old? Um, I I mean, well at that time, like I was still in school and I would just go on the weekends with my dad and he was kind of like the soccer dad behind me on skis, you know, following me around yelling at me back five. Back five. He was one of those. <laughs> I, used, I heard like a, a back tail story back in the day. Oh, oh yeah, I mean like my. I mean obviously it's like you know you get stuck on one trick. And when I was younger, it was like mine was the back tail, or it was like the back zeech that everyone did. You know the like the oh, Jamie yeah. Anderson special. Oh yeah, Sorry. get real low. Squat. You know like Zach Leach, like yeah. you know get all low on it. Oh yeah, those know. were hot. You know, and that was kind of like my signature. And my dad got all hyped on that. You know, and he was like. <laughs> Back tail, you know, and sit then, on that back from Meyer. You, you sit on it, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it was like, of course, all these people are around bear, and it's like this little kid with his dad falling in mind. He sit on it. <laughs> so and legendary. Then, and then that came about with, um, I think it was Keegan Valleca who gave me the nickname Zach Hale Back Tail. Just like, <laughs> you know, it's obviously just works perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then oh, and then that just caught on like wildfire i mean oh, yeah. i still hear that sometimes i'm like fuck like, 
It's kind of like, it's like Reynolds has the front side flip. It's like Zach Hale's got the back tail and it rhymes with his name. And I had to sit on it, back tail, you know. I mean, sit on it. even to this day, I'll do that trick. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't like do a back tail, you know, because I think about the like, you know, the like on a flat box, like little kid bobblehead helmet, like just like ass is literally on the tail of your snowboard. And, and then you kind of came up, you were like destroying the rail jam game, right? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so that was, like, when I was nine, and then, obviously, I mean, fast-forward period of time goes on. I was 12 years old, and um, my mom and my dad got divorced, and then my dad kind of was out of the scene after that, or not, I mean, I don't want to say out of the scene, but, you know, he definitely, he moved to Northern California and kind of did his own thing, and I was with my mom down in Big Bear, and shout-out to my mom for staying in Big Bear for me, you know, like, I mean, she hated it there, but it's like, you know, she wanted me to stay there for snowboarding, and um and then that season I I definitely think I kind of just like took my aggression from my parents getting divorced oh yeah and I put it into like my, my snowboarding you know and that was it and that was the year I like I mean I won like every amateur contest you could possibly win when you're that age like all the Vulcan PBRJs like you know um USASA nationals like I won the slope style contest at USASA so nationals sick. you know yep. so I feel like that definitely kind of was like my start right there because and that, and that was the first year my dad was gone i was able to kind of do what i want like i was able to wear what i wanted and like you know like t-bolt in my stance thought that was cool <laughs> like you know i was like that was to, cool like i was like able to express myself you know in like my own way and then that was like my first year and luckily like yeah that was i like came out and like after the winter and had won every single contest i could possibly win so it was like pretty cool and what boards were you riding at that point I won all the contests on a Nidecker, and then that next year, Tonino met. I met Tonino at the Block Rail Jam, and he's like, "Dude, we want you on Nitro." Like, and I was thirteen at the time, and I was. I remember being so hyped, and like, you know, for him to come up to me at the block, and like this guy with long hair, kind of scary. I heard he's like uh-huh. kind of a gnarly dude, you know. And I'm this little kid, you know. And uh, he's like, "Dude, yeah, we'll give you boards. Like, come to SIA, meet everyone, and uh, we'll go from there." And um, it was it was definitely it was interesting, you know, because he's like, "Oh, well, uh, like, do we?" like should we deal with your parents at all <laughs> yeah you know and it's like no no just like i'm the guy yeah like talk you to were me. doing your own contracts i that age. i didn't i didn't have a contract with nitro at that age yeah um well, you were negotiating yeah, but I, I was talking to people and then i went to sia that year when i was 13 in vegas with midget mafia you know denise drove us out there in a van and it's like we had a um, hotel room at the hard rock yeah <laughs> she uh, was a parental figure for all you guys yeah and somehow my mom thought it was a good idea to be like oh yeah like, go to vegas <laughs> go to sia <laughs> and that's the time when like you know sia in vegas was like insane it was yeah. crazy you know and i remember going to the nitro booth and like meeting everyone it's like this 13 year old kid with all these like drunk people you know it's like hey i'm zach nice to meet you all like, right i'm zach you, you know <laughs> like i have a photo actually of me and uh ricky melnick standing next to each other Shut at sa dude i have this like these this long hair and it's like it's it's an interesting photo to see <laughs> <laughs> i'm like God, i was hanging out with these people when i was that young so, and um but yeah and i left the trade show tonino gave me two boards i had mfm's signature pro model uh it was like a white nitro with like a cross on it Remember and uh yeah, arrows board. arrows board because they did Sick. like a youth youth uh, line of of pro models so those are my two boards left there and then yeah kind of just took off from there with them and it was a, it was funny. I mean, I remember that year started, I started going to all these events, like these like pro events. Like I went to like the union square rail jam in New York. I went to the block rail jam in Tahoe. And it's like, I'm going to these things like alone, 
that's crazy. Like I remember what age? I mean, I was, I was 13, 13. Yeah. And that's when I, it was that same year, all that kind of happened at the same time. And that was the same year I got an agent, Todd Hahn from the family. Oh, Todd was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, he, and then he put me on monster when I was 13. You've been on monster since you're 13. Yeah. It's insane. Wow. I, that was my, that was my first year on monster. And I remember they all went to the union square rail jam in New York and he shows up with this monster helmet. It's like, this is like your introduction to like being on monster. You know, I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't even care about the money. Give me the helmet. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, and my, you know, my mom puts me on a plane there, like alone, like puts me on a plane in New York city. And I, that's crazy. Your mom would just stick you on a plane. Dude. I know. Cool. Like, you know, I couldn't, I mean, my mom is, my mom's an awesome mom. I mean, she's like, you know, she's very protective of me. She's always, but for some reason, like the traveling thing never scared her. Like she trusted the people that I was going with and she trusted me to kind of like, you know, mind my P's and Q's and, be, re- be responsible but i remember the new york thing she was not very happy about because i flew to new york without her and she was didn't like that and then todd hahn was supposed to pick me up at the airport oh shit you know and That's then like harsh. wasn't there I, I don't know what happened like i want to say his like flight got delayed like wasn't his uh, fault you know so then i'm like oh, okay well uh and i took a taxi from LaGuardia to like a down to downtown New York city. Scary place. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, 13 year old, a board bag in New York city. Like Like just long lettuce (laughs) locks flowing, like fat sessions jacket down to his knee. Went to New York city, got on monster, was super pumped about that. And then, um, rolling into that next winter, I was kind of, you know, still on nitro, but then met Dave Downing at big bear. And that's when analog was trying to, you know, really kind of make a push with like new younger riders. They put me, Alex, and um, I want to say Ryan, Alex Andrews. They put Alex Andrews on it and then Ryan Paul. But it was weird because I wasn't on, I wasn't on Burton yet. I was, I was just on analog. And so I went on a rail trip to Salt Lake with Blotto and Alex Andrews. And that's when I met Blotto and that whole squad. And I think Blotto left that trip kind of like hyping me up a bit. Yeah, he took a liking to you, I remember. Yeah, and like, that and that was like my first rail trip. And I was just so hyped to be on that trip, like shooting with him and, you know, doing that. And then that was definitely, I think that was kind of the trip that solidified my position with Burton. Because then that next summer, I remember working out my deal. And then I went into that winter at 16 on Burton and analog. Because at first it was like, you're just on analog riding nitro boards. And then kind of had to make, make the call to Tanino. And I was like, hey, man, uh, gonna gonna ride for gonna ride for Burton now. Let's talk uh, Cheddar Bisque. Yeah, does this does Burton, like... How much money we talk Come about? with some correct, with some N- money? No, my, my first year riding for them, I, it was like, dude, it was peanuts. You were so, paying them, basically. It was like 12 grand a year. I mean, which is like still a good amount of money. That when you're dude, at 16. Yeah, see, I mean, yeah, but it's not like some crazy... Balling, you know, yeah. it's, it's balling. Like, at 16, you know, it's not dude. like 50K where you're like... And, you know, I had a monster contract at that time, and it was like, like, monster contract was pretty nice. Oh, you know, they I, were already paying you as well. I mean, 16. dude, yeah. I mean, they, they started paying me when I was 13, like, right when I got on. And it was like, I want to say it was like 20 grand a year when I was at 13. 13. Yeah, I had my own bank account, my own credit card. You know, like, Crazy. 13 is <laughs> a baby. Yeah, I mean, it was. That's, I'm not even surprised that's even legal to be giving that to you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I had a bank account. I just remembered it was like. Because you were doing your own contracts, right? So Yeah. Well, Todd was doing those contracts for me at uh, that okay. time. But, um, so yeah, fast forward, I was 16 on Burton. And, you know, I, they kind of. I feel like they kind of didn't have a lot of faith in me at the time because they were like putting on Ethan Dice and it was kind of like me and Ethan competing a little Who bit. The street guy, you is. know, because Ethan came out with that part 
And he was like, you know, back three nose pressing on the down ledges. And, you know, I'm like, oh, God. Like, I remember that. I don't have that. <laughs> no, I don't have those tricks. So Is he I, the same age as you? Or a little older? He's, a, he's like a year older than I am. Okay. But, you know, so he was kind of the main focus at the time on Burton. And I kind of just like weasel my way in there. You know, Dave Downing really had my back and, and Blotto. So and I think Blotto, that yeah. helped. Um, Brian Knox is like the team manager and Zach Dalton at the time. And then like they had my back too, but they were definitely like horny for dice, you know? <laughs> but so yeah, it was me, Ethan and Alex Andrews all on Burton at the same time. And then rolling into that next winter, that's when we made, um, that's when they did standing sideways and uh, they gave me the opportunity to film for that. And that was kind of my first like big video project I got to film for. It was pretty crazy. Like. Ethan and Alex have been filming for it all winter and they didn't really put me into it very much. Like, cause they didn't know like what I was capable of doing. And then, um, yeah, I got a call in like February and it was like, Hey, do you want to go on a trip with Jeremy Jones or rail trip? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, sure. You know, so I took a red eye flight that next day and then went to Madison, Wisconsin. And that was like my first real rail trip with like Burton and with Jeremy Jones. It was like, you know, being a little kid. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you're my hero. Did he <laughs> you accept know? you? Yeah, he dude, he was so dope. It was just me and him, or him and I. Like, oh, it was just, just dude, dude yeah. it was just us two. It was crazy. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, pulling bungee for Jeremy <laughs> Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, so he had to accept you. You were all he had. Yeah, it was, it was, it's such an interesting thing, you know, going from like riding bear to being like, okay, you're on a real trip now with Jeremy Jones. Here you go, thrown in the mix. And I kind of feel like that was kind of another little proving test for me there's a lot i feel like burton kind of does that with young kids they kind of put them through these like hoops you know and it's like if you make it through all of them then it's like okay you're solidified and um that was kind of like another one to see if like jeremy jones liked me and like blotto liked me and you know i think Corey kaniniak was filming maybe gabe no it was gabe larue gabe larue was filming and Corey. You know, and it was kind of like okay let's see how this kid does I'm like here you go like he went on a trip in salt lake with blotto and his friends like Okay, we'll give him another chance. It's all a big test, huh? I think, I mean, I left that trip, like, got a bunch of shots. I was, you know, Jeremy was cool with me. I was definitely scared Jeremy wasn't going to like me because I just heard that he's very selective of, like, people he likes and doesn't like, which is, you know, very fair. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people are like that. And yeah. once you get to that age, it's like, I don't, like, need to like you. So then after after you filmed those, the first part of Standing Sideways, then your contract was up. And then that next contract was probably pretty good, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, it was two year deals. I want to say, mate. I want to say, yeah. If I, I like, there was something in my contract. If I met these incentive bonuses the next year, it was like really dope. And I remember, and I remember being in Mount Hood, Oregon, at a Burton shoot and looking at my bank account, and I was like, whoa, like that was way more than I got last month. Like, what happened? You know, and I called the financial lady at Burton. Her name's um, Karen. She's all like, she's an amazing person that works there. Like, she's a savior for that for for that whole side of it and you know i was like hey uh what's uh do you guys make a mistake She's like no you met all your incentives in your contract and now this is your new payment every month and i was like that's that's wow. nice you know it went from like because it was like a thousand dollars a month and then all of a sudden it was like i want to say it was like three grand a month or something like mm-hmm. dude it tripled almost yeah like, oh this is this is okay like this is nice and then that next year was 13 that movie 13 they made and uh I remember, and then that was kind of like, okay, you guys are all going to be filming your parts, like, you know, and 
and that was like another that was like another hoop we had to jump through. It was like I swear they sent like Ethan, myself, and Alex on a first trip to Anchorage, Alaska in December, and it was like tryouts, like break the pool stick, here you go. You like, break the pool stick and fight type scenario. Yeah, straight Who comes up. out with the most shots wins. You know, it's like we don't need three rail kids on the team, so here you go. Like you know, but Ethan always had a solidified part, I feel like, because that was their little, like, bread and butter. It was like daddy's little golden egg. It was like Ethan Dyson <laughs> Burton, you know? You know, it was like, oh, we got we got Ethan Dice. Like, this is, like, the Midwest, like, hot shit. Like, he's going to be a big deal. You know, and he was. I mean, he, dude, he's insane. Same. Yeah. He's incredible. insane snowboarder. Like, yeah. we went on the first trip to Anchorage, Alaska, and it was brutal. Cold. <laughs> well, I don't even want to say, like, like being an egg. Could, we could have been anywhere, and it okay. would have sucked. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, because that was the first year that, like, the winch really started becoming a thing. We had this Heine winch and trying to ship this, like, thing around to Anchorage and all this stuff. And and then, like, Burton had all these new red cameras with gimbals and trying to figure out all this process. You know, and I'm just like, this is, like, my second year actually filming. I'm just there. You know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go along with this because I'm stoked to be on Burton and stoked to be here with you guys, stoked to be snowboarding. And, but, dude, that first trip, yeah, it was just, like, in December. It was dark. It was cold. Like no one was, I feel like everyone was kind of just like at each other's throats the whole time. And, um, and then, yeah, we left that trip and, and then all of a sudden, like we, the year goes on, but then like Alex Andrews wasn't on the trips anymore. Oh wow. You know, and then gnarly, it was gnarly. And like, I didn't really get why. And like, I remember like him hitting me up and like, like, dude, like, I don't know what the deal is. Like, why am I not on these trips? You know, but, and I kind of look back on it and that's why I said, it's like these tryout things. Like, okay here you go tryouts you know and then it was like ethan and i on these trips and then alex kind of wasn't anymore and i was like damn like okay Gnarly. like i don't know what to say like and they didn't even really tell him why it was yeah just... and i remember that year he was like super confused why too and i mean obviously like i don't know the whole backstory of why you know because alex is an amazing snowboarder and he walked away on that trip with shots but it was kind of like you know i was like okay well, pull straws boom alex like yeah you're out <laughs> Well, that era was also a shift in snowboarding because it was like in street snowboarding, people were hitting down bars and down ledges. And then all of a sudden the winch was introduced and it was like, let's build a gigantic cheese wedge into a wall and then take this motorized winch and get pulled full speed across a parking lot. And like, you know, it was just totally changed. It was yeah, like it was not like the same type of snowboarding. Yeah. It was completely different. And I mean, you were pretty good at that style. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, it was like, that's all I knew. Yeah. You yeah. know, because I had never really, like, filmed a video part. Like, I grew up in Big Bear riding the park, you know. Then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm on these Burton trips, and it's like, you know, winch into this wall type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess, like, you know, you guys are at the top. Like, I'll listen. This is what I'm going to do. You know, and it's like you always had the, like, you always had it in your mind because it was, you know, the bosses, you know, like Brian Knox and Kevin yeah. Keller and that squad. You know, it's like Blotto is on the phone with them telling them how the trip's going. How's this doing? And it's like you want to just, like, do good. Because and especially when you're that young, it's like, I mean, I didn't know any different. I don't know, like, what's cool, what's not cool. Who? It's like I'm here with Burton. I've been watching Jeremy Jones snowboard my entire life. This is sick. Yeah. You know? And, um, but yeah, so the winter goes on and that winter we went to, um, went to Anchorage, Alaska five times. Didn't go anywhere else. Damn. Insane. Insane. I, and I don't know why it was just like, everyone just wanted to keep going back to Anchorage and ship the winch. $900 there. $900. Like, dude, That's it's so like, crazy. like we would ship 
this thing right here, right behind me. This yep. metal box. This is a Heine winch. Yeah, Pat like, Moore gave me that thing. Yeah, and that's up. how I get you. Literally <laughs> giant winch. Yeah, that's what that's literally the, the That's the, what that is. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> you know, and we would go to these you can't even ship it normal. You have to ship it like FedEx freight. Yeah. So it's like we would so go gnarly. to these freight places and just have the Burton FedEx number. I'm like, there you go. There you know, you go, dude, it was like bones. so much money put into that stuff. But, um, yeah. So then that winter, the the tryout thing, and then I mean, I some I made it past tryouts, and then I was on the team, <laughs> you know. And and then that's when everything kind of like took off. Was after that year for sure. And Ethan and I shared a part. That was like my first year going on a premier tour, like a Burton premier tour. You know, it's like you're going. There was like a month long where it was like different city every night in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It was like you would go you would land you get breakfast check into the hotel put your bags away go up to the hotel chill for a little bit get dinner go to the movie premiere party your face after go to bed at like three in the morning wake up at five get on a plane go to the next city it it was like every night it was like living a rock star lifestyle like i what age i was eight eighteen or nineteen yeah. at that time. And like I had a fake ID. So like, you know, I was like getting into all these bars I'm like this is this sick like this is insane. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, life. when I'm young, so I'm like, you know, I have all this energy and like I could do this. Like, you know, wake up, not hung over, get on the plane, like, okay, what city are we going to next? Like this is so <laughs> sick. And you know, and there was like I mean it was it was literally a month long of just different city every single night. Like those are gnarly. It, yeah, it was great. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you've been on plenty of them too. Like around that time too, is that you got the new contract. Kids started to make some cheddar biscuits, right? Let, yeah, let's talk like, about when you got that. <laughs> let, let's talk cheddar biscuit when you got that fat Burton contract. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's top, what I'm trying to yeah. pry and get <laughs> at. You that's know what, what we want yeah, to know. So, so that two People year, want to know that that, that that initiate that initial like two year deal ended, and then it was like re up on my new one. And um, Todd Hahn was still my agent, and at that time he worked for a new company with that dude ninja so it's like you know it was a real deal and like my contract came up and then it was like i saw the number and i was like okay this dude it was like i want to say it was, i i mean i don't remember the exact number but it was like 70k yeah like just pay that's not even like incentives yeah oh, that's this, like, just the base rate yeah yeah that's just, just the salary. base rate and then yeah. like then their incentives are crazy and then like the travel budget i had like a bottomless th- i had like a thirty thousand dollar travel Jeez. budget a year like that's I, hard to spend oh I, I mean i would have to try to spend it yeah you know and at the same time like i'm getting paid for monster and then i had like other deals with like you know like skull candy and um so easily six figures at age 18 or 19 i was nine. yeah i was nineteen twenty. definitely yeah. like north of of six figures yeah Jeez. and that yeah, that's hard for a kid that age to deal with. Like, you're a kid, and you're when you get paid that much, like, I remember, you know, getting paid pretty well in my early 20s. You, you kind of makes you a cocky prick to a degree. Like, like it makes <laughs> for sure. It, like, it's, it's hard to put it other ways, but you've been getting paid since you're 13, and it's hard to, like... like yeah, I mean, imagine being, like, you know, that young kid, like, getting a contract when you're 13, and then all of a sudden I'm, like, 20 years old, and I'm making, like, real money, you know? And I'm like, oh, hey, like... You know, you are gonna think you're the shit. A lot of your peers, <laughs> like, a lot of your peers aren't. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm like, like I'm like, what up? Like, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you know, and it's like at that time, like at that point in my life, like I kind of like, I, my mom and dad were like, hey, you're making money. Like, you earn this. You can do whatever you want. You know, and I moved to Salt Lake. I'm by myself. Like, like this is, you know, I'm whatever. Like spending money. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I was always, I never like did the whole like get a fat contract, spend it all in one year. Like I've always been very conservative with my money and like putting it away because you know, it's like, you know that that doesn't last forever. And I knew that at a young age, which was 
so I'm so grateful for that because yeah. like the the like the pounding my dad put into my head was just like don't spend your money save it you're not going to make this money forever invest it you know then my dad kind of stepped in it was like my financial advisor at that time started putting in a stock market for me and yeah. you know kind of like gave me a, an allowance not a, I don't want to say like I always was capable of spending it but it kind of gave me like okay this is what you're going to spend you know so he saved you from yourself. Yeah, your dad oh, he was saved the me from myself, one hundred percent. I mean, I can't imagine, like, dude. I, I, I understand now, like, why in action sports or any sport or musicians, and you know, they make all this money and they don't have any guidance to like where to put their money, where to go with it. It's just like, okay, well, this is. I'm, I just, you know, here's like hundred thousand dollars. I'm just gonna go spend it all, buy a new car. Why not? I mean, Mercedes only sixty grand. Like, I'll still have forty left over. You know, like <laughs> not even pay taxes. Fuck yeah. it. No, yeah. And then that's the whole other thing. You're like, oh, taxes. What are those? You know. So I was definitely lucky to have like my dad on my side with that. Where he's like, he's like, you're making money. Like, I'm gonna set. Like, you're. I love you. You're my son. I'm gonna like help set you up. You would think in high school they'd set aside some time to go over taxes. Yeah, dude. I mean, with some students. Kind of yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Because yeah. everyone walks out of there with no no knowledge. That's like the, I mean, I, I know lots of people who have not known they had to do their taxes at that age. And yeah, I mean, there, I mean, that's harsh. There's a lot of people who are you know broke because of it. Yeah, you know, who are making a lot of money. And that's I'm like, and like I said, I can't be more thankful than like my dad having my back on that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, "This is how you're gonna do it." And yeah. you could be a dipshit, but <laughs> I'm gonna be smart. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely get, you know, you definitely get cocky. Like, I mean, I was making money. I could do whatever I want, go wherever I want, go on these trips. Like, And you're getting your ego stroked. You're getting flown to premieres. There's lines for autographs. Everybody's like, dude, you're so sick. And you you buy into the hype. At yeah, times, it's right? like, yeah. And at that age, it's like hard not to like buy into it. And I definitely want to say I was never like the cocky. No, you kid. weren't. That was you like, it was like, you oh, were. fuck you. Like, no, I'm, not I'm at all. Shit, look at me. Like, you know, I'm making money. I was never like buying flaunty things but i definitely had like you know i definitely had this stereotype where it was like that young kid making a bunch of money well, like that's it's, what it it's, is it's hard for your peers that are struggling probably to like put food on their table and then you're flying first class like the natural response as snowboarders generally are haters they're gonna find that thing hate it if you didn't have a contract they'd be like fucking Hale's sick, but since you're flying first class, you're like, I don't fuck Hale. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and it's like, that's a you thing. know, like, there's people worrying about, like, trying to make their monthly rent, and then, yeah. like, I'm more worried about, like, my airline status. Yeah. For you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, I got to make 100K on United this yeah. year, you know, spending, like, 20 grand a year on yeah. an airline. Everyone's like, you know, and then I got the nickname 100K Hale. It's oh, like, yeah. That didn't help anything. International update. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, and I'm like, of course, Instagram comes out, and I'm like, lie flat seat to, like, Japan. Boom, photo. <laughs> you know, like, rubbing it in people's faces, because it's like, I mean, I don't want to say I was trying to rub it in people's faces, but I was like, yeah, I'm living a dope life. Fuck Look at yeah. me, you know? <laughs> like, Did you get some animosity from your friends then? I don't want to say my friends. No. I, I mean, like, my friends have always had my back because they know, like, who I am as a person. But I definitely get why I've, I've like, come off as, like, 100K hail. Like, you know? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the record straight right now of when I realized that Hailstorm yourself is... One of the realest humans I know. And I'm going to fast forward to a little story where we were in Annecy, France. And it was back when I used to drink. We were at that film festival. I got absolutely shit-faced, okay? <laughs> and uh, we were cruising around. And I ended up going under this velvet rope to, like, this private VIP area to try to cut the line for a beer, right? And I'm sitting in this area and it's all people in like suits, and I'm like a scrub, fucking burnt toast snowboarder looking guy, right? <laughs> and I start getting pushed around. I'm 
a little browned out. It's a little blurry. I don't remember. But all I know is that I was getting fucked with heavily, and hail came up there and had my back, <laughs> which resulted in basically security coming, from what I understand, Hale getting thrown down the stairs, getting a black eye, and getting maced, and me getting choked out. (laughs) Dude, I... All for having my fucking back, and that's why (laughs) ever since then, I've realized Hale will ride for his dogs, and he's a fucking real one. Yeah, that's a rare quality, dude. A lot of people would have turned the other way. Yeah, Yeah. I got... Turned an eye. Dude, and I was, like, pretty young at the time, and I'd kind of been, like, going to the gym that summer, you know? It was, like, my first summer of, like, kind of bulking up a little bit, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, saw Chris getting fucked with over there, you know? And I wasn't really trying to start anything. It was more of just me trying to grab you because i knew how drunk you were and they were kind of like i remember they were like pushing you and i went to like grab you to kind of get you out of the situation and i got like sucker slapped from behind in the eye like palmed and i was like oh god you know so then i went full back to my 909 roots turn around shirt off ripped in the bar. shirt off you and, ripped your shirt oh off. i took my shirt off because like growing up like i'd been in a few fights like growing up in big bear and i was like dude you always get your shirt grabbed and pulled over your face oh, and so like, you need. just rip it right off oh i just took it right off you know so i'm the guy in the bar shirt off like swinging, <laughs> swinging dude, i never even knew why people took their shirts off before a fight I it's just, because just it's because you get something. it pulled over your head and yeah and then the they face. start punching yeah and so you're swinging. You know, when I'm swinging, there's like like eight of them. Obviously, I'm going to get... All bouncers, the, huh? No, no, these weren't the bouncers. These were just some freaking French, like, you know, Fox. Guido think they're sick. Like, <laughs> yeah. some like, like Ralph Lauren wearing, yeah. smelling, having ass. Like, <laughs> and then, you know, so and then all of a sudden, I just feel this arm that's just the size of a log grab me by my neck. I'm like, okay, bouncer, throw my hands up. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Just take me out. Guys. Let me go. Like, take me home. You know, I'm getting drugged through the bar. He's just, I'm like his little play toy, just getting dragged out, thrown down the stairs. There's like, there's like a set of 20 stairs up to the bar. I get thrown they down. Just it. threw you down. Literally just threw me down, but to get picked up by another bouncer by the shirt. And then another one comes around and just literally puts a mace bottle this far from my eyes, sprays it. And I really? just, dude, I dropped. You was like, fucked up. I was, I, have you ever been maced? It's not. Uh, yeah. It it's, sucks one time. It's the worst thing ever. And to be that close to it. I thought, I, was, I thought I was blind. Never I was like, like that. Done. I just caught some fluids from like someone else getting maced, I think. Like I didn't even get the real Yeah, I got it you right, were like, <sighs> right to the eyeballs. And then got, you know, and then they felt kind of bad about it afterwards. They're like, oh, like you're here. It was a monster party. And they're like, oh, you're like a monster athlete. And we just like <laughs> annihilated you, you know, <laughs> like zero chance of survival. Totally. I didn't know no. it was a monster that party. Was, <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy night. And remember like me, you, we went up to like Danny, Dingo. And Danny and Dingo, dude. Danny Cass and Dingo's room. We're just like so heated. Dude, We're like, shout out to <laughs> the Dingo though, because the Dingo that night was like, on our like we were like fuck these like dingo had our back super hard it was actually like ever since then i've, I've always been like i fuck with the dingo dude he's, Dingo's sick, he's the man and then i feel like that's too like you know and then like danny cast like had had our back too yeah he had our back yeah I remember we were in his room after yeah. and then like danny and i like got kind of close i don't want to say close but like we were like homies after that and like i remember i went on a few like trips with like vacation trips with him nice. <laughs> like, it's like you know and then all that was happening i'm like this young kid and it's like oh i'm like in europe during summer with danny cast right now just hanging out so <laughs> sick. like yeah. this is so dope crazy life crazy but yeah life. i got your back dude you had my back <laughs> crazy and i remember the only thing i remember because it's a little blurry is i was getting choked out like elbow around my neck by the one of the bouncers getting dragged down the stairs just going fuck yeah like at <laughs> the top of, of my lungs every one of our friends <laughs> You know, it's like, that was like the time in Snowboard. It's like, Eddie Wall, yeah. Dingo, Danny, you know, it's like Chris and I, they're like, who the 
bonkers. <laughs> These guys are maniacs. Like, look at this, like, like but, 21 year old give this shirt off right Yeah, now. straight up. And <laughs> that, that's when you realize, like, who your real friends are, who's going to ride for you. It's like, if anybody ever, like, talks shit on Hale from that point on, I'm like, dude, he's a realist dude. Like, he's straight up, you know, rare. <laughs> you know, I got my friends back, dude. I yeah. mean, I'm not, like, I mean, I... You know, I'm very selective with like my good friends, but like I have my friends back. So like don't like we'll Great. never we'll never not. Great quality. <laughs> then us three, fast forward a little bit. We went on a hell of a trip. Which trip? Lithuania. Lithuania. Oh, Lithuania. I forgot both you guys were there. <laughs> that was crazy. That dude. was a wild trip. Yeah, that was, that like, was a great trip. That was like the time where it was like the mags needed stories. And yeah. like, it was like, where are we going to go? It's like, Let's Lithuania. go somewhere, though. Like, where, the, where the hell was Lithuania? <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> Mom, so I'm going to go on a trip. I'm going to Lithuania. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, okay, have True, fun. the Eastern Bloc, man, those those cities are pretty dope. They rarely get snow anymore, too, so it's good we went there. I don't think they've gotten snow since. They're crazy. That, that plane flight back still to this day was one of the worst plane flights of my entire Ooh, life because we partied the night before. I'm right with you on that one. We were banged up. Remember we brought our bags to the bar? And, like, went straight from the oh, bar yeah. to the airport. Remember we were in that shuttle we bus? It's like we get out at the airport, and there's, like, still girls in the van. <laughs> what girls? Yeah, we, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't, no we didn't oh, I mean. sleep. We didn't, like, I remember we didn't sleep. It was a full, there was, was other substances involved for yes. myself, personally. I remember. It was a rough flight. And I remember the in front of me, uh, Dylan Thompson was sitting middle in front of me, and he was bobbleheading onto like he would like bobblehead over and like lean his head on the person next to him, and I'm like the poor guy like dr- he probably smelled like a fucking dead person. Well, he like I had to shower all like, week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> you know, I didn't have like the like I just had the like alcohol hangover. You know, I yeah. didn't know what like I mean I was. You don't know what type of hangover we had. Huh? Yeah, like I, I was. Still, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, and I remember, like, dude, the flight, like, it was like Lithuania, Frankfurt, Frankfurt to I don't know the states, and I remember just falling asleep, waking up in Frankfurt on the plane. I was like, I can't move. Like, <laughs> I remember, like, everyone was off the plane, and I was the just, only one like in my chair for a wheelchair. And, yeah, and the, the lady. And you know what? I, I don't. I don't remember how old I was. I was like 22, 23, whatever. But you know, in the flight, and it's like. You gotta get off the plane. I'm like, I literally can't. Like the the thought you of like me, really couldn't move. I was dead. I'm the thought of me having to get on a like 12 hour flight to the states right now. Oh, that was 100k hail era, though. I feel like no. yeah, and you know 100k hail. I got got the lounge, and <laughs> took a shower. <laughs> It'll Dude. like hit a J-O on the shower. Call them. <laughs> that'll, that'll really make All of a sudden, feel better. You're back on track. He's Wait, like, all right, I'm in the lounge. That's scientifically proven. Yeah, you're like, you're a hangover. I, 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 I read about that in an article. It has to. I mean, it how does. many times you J-O and you're hungover? Like, this is the only thing that's yeah, going to make me feel better. Dude, it actually, right like, now. mandatory. Your brain cells are, like, swollen. There's some science to it. And actually, the release actually <laughs> shrinks them. Shrinks your brain cells back down. And and you're like it's scientifically proven to cure hangover. God, I love a good Try release. It. I just I yeah. love a good release. <laughs> just a heavy release in the Frankfurt bathroom. <laughs> One time at the Lufthansa <laughs> status lounge. Those things do not bring a black light into the yeah. Lufthansa bathroom. I mean, think about how many of those business guys that were just oh, in there just going just to town. <laughs> Look, I haven't seen my wife in three weeks, and even when I'm home, she still doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it on a Japanese bullet train once. If I hadn't have done it, I would not have made the flight home. It would not have survived. I, mean, I would not I would have, have survived. Died. I've never hit the plane, JL. That's a pretty crazy Oh, yeah. Movie. You got to check that one off. I've oh. never even shit on an airplane. What? Never. That's like a regular thing. I can't, dude. What? It's like, I don't know. You I, can't shit. You definitely you gotta can't, let it, JL. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've almost flown like a million miles. I've never shit on You literally never an shit on one of those no. fourteen-hour flights. How does that happen? I don't know. I just don't have. Dude, I've I've done one of those flights before, and not stood up once. Just just in it. Well, when you get the lay flats, and when you get the lay flats. Well, seats. even like even like back of the bus middle seat, like I'm just like I'm just get me off this thing. Yeah. But yeah. So that was like my cocky phase of like, <laughs> look you at me, like look how sick I am. I got all this airline status. Like at the end of the day, you're just really a loser because it's like, oh cool, you sit on an airplane a yeah. lot. Like, <laughs> thank good for you, man. Well, the only people that appreciate that are the other losers. Exactly. It's like you, you're like you know you're flexing nuts in the airport. Yeah. It's you get to skip past all the other poor assholes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like this young kid with like a beanie, you know, walking past all the guys in suits and stuff and I'm like and, man, I'm always want to double check you my flat button and two mimosas too while I read it please <laughs> <laughs> can we uh, make those a little quick <laughs> no. so so then kind of changing changing gears though like you were on Burton for a while and then eventually kind of shit hit the fan right yeah I mean that whole like that I mean, there was a lot that led up to, to that like point in my career you know there was a lot of like fun trips with Burton and like all these parties and this rock star lifestyle and the, you know the classic what they call the Burton bubble yep you know and like and when you're in the middle of the Burton bubble you're like this is yeah, yeah this is awesome I get to do what I want when I want travel when I want go to all this stuff but um yeah fast forward and then you know like like anything everything doesn't last forever and it's like I got the phone call one day and it was like in June of I don't know 2016 maybe yep. probably like three, four years ago. And it was Frankie Chapman. He's like, dude, he's like, I don't know. Like they don't want to resign you, yeah. you know? And, and I remember I was like, what, <laughs> you know, it's like when that stuff happens, it's like, you know, everyone always talks about it. But then when that day comes, you're like, uh, you know, and you're like, I don't know happens. what to do now. You know, it's like, okay, hey, I have a month left to like figure it out. And, um, yeah, it's like that 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 phone call Darling. is definitely a crazy one. And like everyone goes through it though. It's like that's what you gotta remember. It's like every single like you choose this career, it's like this awesome career, but it's like those phone calls come. It's gonna know? happen, yeah. And yeah, you were on them how long? Ten years? Yeah, I was on like nine, nine or ten years. Nine, I got 10. on when I was yeah, fifteen and then that happened. No, I was fourteen. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen when I got on and it was, I think I was like twenty three, twenty four when uh yeah. when it when stopped. The call came. I will say when the way you handled that was incredible like it was it was so graceful because you see people get cut time and time again and they they're just spewing like fuck this company i did all this for them they fucking fired me fuck the tm fuck it like like, there's so much hate that spews out of them but i remember talking to you right after you got cut and you're like dude like these guys did a lot of stuff for me like i had i'm so thankful for all these awesome times i had meanwhile when you're burton you're head to toe it's not like you lose your board sponsor your boot sponsor they're all separate you lost Everything, everything, right? gone. and you took it like yeah, that's a good point. So in stride, and you're like, dude, I'm real thankful for what happened. Like you didn't speak badly on anybody. No, I mean, and that's <clears throat> the thing. It's like, I mean, dude, Burton's bought me, you know, houses. You know, it's like they've set me up for like probably had a lot of money saved up too, right? Well, dude, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was saving money like crazy because like I just I wasn't buying dumb things. I never bought cars. I never bought jewelry. I never bought like I never you know the only thing I was spending money on really was like you know, partying. Yeah. No, I mean, not in like casual partying, like in like real life things, but yeah. And then that, that happened. And like, you know, it's just, you got to remember it happens to everyone. Yeah. Like, it's I mean, and I'll, I'll be forever grateful that everything Burton did to me. I mean, dude, it's like giving me some of the best stories of my life was with them. And like all these trips going on, like going to places and traveled the world, right? traveled the world. And you know, and my dad always told me growing up, he's like, you know, just never speak badly about people and like our companies because you never know when that's going to come back to you. Like, 
I mean, what, what company was going to want to sign someone after, like, you go out and, like, start talking all this shit on a company? It's like, oh, fuck Burton, fuck this, you suck, they suck, you know? Yeah. And then a company comes in, it's like, we're not going to sign you? Like, what? So, like, when we have to drop you in five years because you're getting old, you're just going to roast us? Like, yeah. We're over it. You're only 25, though, though. You weren't even old. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, at 24, 25. And, like, I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's tough not to, like, the easy, the easy way out is to just go on the internet and start just talking shit. And yeah. It's a very, like... It's the low road, you know, it's like, cause that's an easy thing to do is like take all your aggression and anger out on this situation that happened to you that at the end of the day, no one really gives a shit about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> back in your decision like, to handle like, it like you did. Yeah. Like it doesn't affect the, anyone else. You're just making yourself look like an asshole. It's like, True. okay, this guy's a loser. Like, you know, you're, you're judged as a person by how you get back up from something. Not mm-hmm. like, not like when you're at the top, like making all this money, you know, it's like, like how you handle yourself when you're at the bottom to get back up is like I think how people should like how you should look at yourself and be like okay I want to be the best possible person I can right now because this is something that people are going to remember yeah and in, in my situation it was crazy how I got dropped with him too you know it's like I remember like talking to the team manager about it and I was like why did I get cut like like I was doing my job yeah. I was doing everything yeah. fine like you know and like I thought you know I remember having conversations with my agent was like, oh, do they want you to, like, be the next Jeremy Jones? Like, they want you to be on forever. And I was like, you know, when you hear all these things, you're, so like, I'm, you're like, I'm solidified. Like, yeah. my position is solidified, you yeah. know, but and you never want to get that confidence because it's not yeah. in life, in anything. In, in anything. Any, in anything. I agree with that. In yep. anything. It's not just snowboarding. And, um, but yeah, the situation, how I got dropped, it was like, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not because I haven't heard it from the person who made the decision to take my number out of their chart, you know, but, um, we had, a we had like, they were doing like those web series, like yep. and ours was Ethan and I's was called street meat and like we're street riders. And then their idea was for us to go to sounds San like Ra- something you'd find in the, uh, Lufthansa lounge. Yeah, you know, so it's like, I'm all on my high horse, like, oh, yeah, street meat. Okay, I'll go do that. You know, like, fuck, like, obviously, I'm going to get roasted for this name, but, like, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I'm getting paid. Yeah, this paycheck's nice. Oh, okay, um, I'm going to look for another house, you know? Like, yeah. So we go to San Francisco, and it's our, the shoot was us driving around going all these different, like, street meat vendors and, like, eating street food. Oh, you were actually eating street so food. So we were actually eating street food, and they are filming this, but... What happened was I went to Thailand the week before with um, my ex-girlfriend. Like, we just went on vacation. She wanted to go to Thailand like every other young girl in the world. Like, where are you going to go? Southeast Asia. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm coming back, and I didn't get any shots or anything to go down there. Just I'm stubborn like that and didn't get any of the necessary precautions to, like, go down there. Come back. I feel I gave myself two days or a day in San Francisco to like recoup, be good for the shoot. I wanted to do good. Cause that's like, I always like wanted to be professional about this stuff. Cause I knew they were paying me a lot of money. And, um, you're talking malaria shots and stuff like that. I don't know what I know. Just like, you're supposed to get like shots before you go down there. Tetanus? So I, you don't even know. I have no idea. I couldn't okay. tell you. I mean, you could look it up, but, <laughs> um, and then I come back and then we party the first night. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I'm going to party. Then we're going to feel fine. And then I wake up the next day and I was dead, like dead, dead. Like I'd, I'd been hung over before, you know, I was like, I knew what a hangover was like. I'm not hung over. And I was like, okay, maybe like, this is different. maybe I'm a hang, maybe I have a hangover. I'll try to go on the shoot and like, you know, fight through it. And like, as the day goes on, it's like, we're eating this street food, you know? So it's like, I have this stomach bug from Thailand and we're eating street food in San Francisco. So literally I would eat food, throw it up, 
eat food, throw it up, eat food, throw it. Cause I wanted to be professional about it. And it's kind of crazy that no one kind of stepped in and was like, Hey man, like, yeah, like you're not all right. You're right not now. all right. <laughs> like, but it was also my fault because we, I partied the night before. So everyone just thought I was hung over, uh, you know? And it's like the chances of you getting that sick before the shoot are pretty slim. But I was that person that got insanely sick and it, it happened and it lasted for like, three days i couldn't do the snowboarding part and then finally i think everyone was like okay like he's actually like really sick you know but then time goes on fast forward a year later my contract comes up frankie calls me you're not getting resigned and then fast forward more to that december at do tour i was like dude why did i get dropped and he was like honestly it was because of that shoot they were like we're paying zach all this money and he can't be a professional about it what just because you got some free just because i got food poisoning and you know, and obviously there, there was one guy, one person who had that decision in his head that he didn't like me because of that shoot. Who was that? Um, Randy Torkham. Oof. Oof. You're fired. <laughs> dude, I just got to say, that sucks. People, it happens, man. What yeah, are you going to do? Mean, dude, it was crazy. Especially you had such a great well, record. Well, and, and also at the end of the day, like, you were the perfect fit for Burton when they like when I when I like like yeah, they obviously they it. kill it with Danny D and Mark Mick like there's a solid team yeah Burton's sick but like as far as Street Dogs I was like the fu- what the fuck are you guys doing getting rid of Hale like yeah everybody was thinking that you know what I mean it even was, this year at Hot Dogs they didn't have any dudes up there yeah Jibbit. I don't even know who's they don't really on have Street Dogs yeah right I mean like Ethan's still on yeah and, um they have some like younger kids coming up but yeah it was like dude and I heard that and I was like what like you're kidding me you know yeah like that shouldn't like i have i've done every single little thing burton has asked me to do with no question no fighting it no being like i don't want to go on a snowboard trip yeah yeah you're a professional dude. yeah it's like i you know and then that happens and i'm like that's crazy and who knows that might not be true but that's the story i know and that's the story that i hold on to yeah and um and then come to find out that guy gets let go or, yeah. or left six months later. Six and months. I was just like, oh my God, yeah. like this couldn't have been any worse timing. Like, you know, because your life goes from here to there. Like you just flips, you know, it's like, okay, I need to like make dramatic changes in my life now because I can't afford to be doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Then another thing is I did this interview with Transworld. I think it was with T-Bird. Yeah, T-Bird hit me up because I was, I was down – he hit me up and he was like, hey, I want to do like an interview with you talking about your snowboard career and then want to um, talk about this Burton situation because like, I kind of like think everyone's a little confused why it happened. You know, and I said nothing but good things about Burton because it is like, dude, they're such an awesome company. Yeah. Like, I mean, Agreed. the tools they give athletes to like pursue their dream is like, it's un- it's unbeatable. Like you can't. Yeah, a lot of other brands don't even have that, right? No. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, Burton has a lot of bad stereotypes about it sometimes. Like, you know, people saying bad things about it. But at the end of the day, they provide the most amazing opportunities for people. And, I, I, and I'm so grateful for that. But the one thing that I will talk bad about is... I, I did that interview, said nothing but good things. It was like, hey, no hard feelings, guys. Like, I get it. I'm a number on a balance sheet. At the end of the day, you have decisions to make, and it is what it is. You know, whatever. Like, I'll figure it out. I'll be fine. But not one person from Burton hit me up really? and said thank you. Yeah. You know, and it's like when you're in it, they're like, oh, your family, we love you. Your family, your family, come to my wedding. Until you're this, not. Any company, and then it's like <laughs> you're out of the circle. It's like, no, not even when I got dropped, like, not, no one called me. Not really? one person, like, and it, it, that definitely kind of, like, bummed me out, you know, because it's like, dude, I just, like, said nothing but good things about you guys, 
and then I can't even get a courtesy te- an email. Yeah, the bur- bubble's real, man. That's, yeah, you're not in the bubble anymore. You're, yeah, it's like you're okay. Out of the loop. I took the high road. I, dude, I that's the thing that's crazy is you got teed up. You got like a meatball to where you could have just destroyed Burton, spoke badly on everybody, aired him out, and you and you did it like a like a like a gentleman, gentleman. And, and just freaking did it really graciously. And then to not get a text back and say thanks, and to get cooked, kicked out of the circle, and then everybody just be like, okay. Zach's out of the circle now. Let's let's keep it moving. You yeah, know, it's like, I mean, because once you're out of that circle and not getting on, <clears throat> you're not on their payroll anymore. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. you know, and that that was Everyone's tough. Moving on. You're traveling the world with them a few weeks before, and then, yeah, then all, all of a sudden, sudden it's like, just, oh, cool. Like I do an Zach interview who? about you guys and say nothing but nice things yeah. and not one text. Yeah, that it, it was, dude. It's it's hard. You I know, mean, you know, it's an, an yeah. That's got to be that's got to be brutal. And you bounce back well, but I I think the subject you're talking about there that's really cool is a lot of people don't realize that at the end of the day, when you ride for a company like Burton or any big company for that matter, there's going to be a marketing meeting with a bunch of dudes going through a PowerPoint presentation, looking at what things you did that are marketable for this company and, and like your stats and your numbers. And it's crazy how like a lot of times you're just a replaceable stat, and that's know, all especially it, for Burton. You know? and, and I think action sports has a really hard time understanding that at the end of the day, like you're, your boss, your team manager, that's your boy, has a boss. Yeah. That boss has a boss, and they sit in a room and write names on whiteboards with your number that you're pulling yeah. from their company. Your budgie. And they're like, okay, well, we need to make we need to make cuts. Like, so, you know, it's like you're, like, at the end of the day, you might, like, your name's going to come up on that, and I think people have a hard time, like, swallowing yeah. that. Straight up. Of course. And it's just the real, realness I mean, of how it is. Yeah, and that's, and like, I mean, dude, there's so many people who just, <clears throat> roast companies for that reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, Seemed like Blotto always had your back. Yeah. No, Blotto always had my back. And yeah. like, you know, Blotto was never in the position to be like, yeah, he never handled my bit, the business side yeah, of things for yeah. me. Like Blotto, I mean, Blotto to this day is my boy. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see him. Photos I don't, at that point. Yeah. Like I don't see him as much now, but like him and I had so many good times together. I bet. You know, I'm, I'm not like trying to like say everyone that was working for Burton should have texted me. And I like want this like sympathy, like, Oh, oh like, what sure. was me? Like, I'm, oh, I'm so sad. You know, but at least like something like, yeah, you know, no, I like, feel you, dude, I agree. but you know, the cool thing is like the snowboard community, a lot of the people in the snowboard community reached out to me and they're like, Hey, um, like, dude, your interview was insane. Like you had an opportunity to go in on these people, like 95% of riders have before you and you said good things. Yeah. That's a boss move. Yeah. That's a big, well, big dog. Move. I'll tell you what we, uh, we're moving along pretty quickly and we almost skipped over one of our favorite segments, huh, Eastone? We almost missed it. <laughs> Do you know what this segment is called? Me? Yeah. Oh, I know. Do you know what this segment is? I think I have an idea. Name that video. Part. We're going to take you away to name that video part. Okay, here we go. So bad. Okay, so Hailstorm, the first one is for you. Okay. Uh, and the second one is for the viewers, listeners, and, um, we're just going to jump right into it. This is a classic. Give you a little hint. This one's easy. JP Walker. Okay. Wow. I'll tell you what. I was a little worried. I was like, I'm so bad at this. His snowboard IQ is like terrible. So I must have really liked you or something. No, I made, I came up with that Um, what we got for him as a prize is a beautiful bomb hole t-shirt 
Available at bombhole.com if you're interested wow. in some merch. And uh, Hailstorm, I love, congratulations. I love merch. You know, he's, he's been I'll, getting proudy since I'll, a young age. I'll take yeah. All, well, yeah, not these days. I'll take all the free <laughs> stuff I can get. <laughs> the sponsor list is a little slim, you know? <laughs> the box is slowed down a little bit. Yeah. All right. I don't want you guys to say this one if you know it. So just keep that in mind. This is for the listeners. Okay, here we go, folks. Oh. It's a quick one, but I bet a lot of people know that. I knew it as soon as it yeah. hit. It's a great one. It's a, uh, if you know what it is, comment on the Instagram. Uh, the post related to Hale's podcast, the first post. And if you know it, first comment, we'll get you up a little prize pack. Huh, buds? Yeah, nice little prize Swipe pack. up, like, right. subscribe. Yeah, like, subscribe. <laughs> and we're it. God, I love naming the video part. I thought we were going to miss it this, this episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I think it's kind of cool how there was almost like a re a rebirth of Hale after after Burton. The re-child-born birth. Like, it was a cool a cool transition there. What year did you leave Burton? Yeah, 2016, and then that, that winter. I mean, so all that happened, and then obviously, like, I had the whole summer and fall to think about, like, okay, well, well, what do I do? You know, like, because before it was like, okay, you're going to go here, do this, do that, film for this and go, you know, and it's like, that was my winner. And I was like, okay, this is all, this is all on me right now. And then that was the year, um, lick the cat made Vody. Oh yeah. Video of the year. So I was like, dude, this is so dope. Like I'm going to get to film with my friends all winter. Like this, I love this. Like, okay, I got a project to do. Like I'm going to travel with my best friends and we're going to go to all this stuff. And dude, it was like the funnest year I've ever had filming because it was, we did whatever we wanted. <laughs> had the best premiere tour I've ever been on. I mean, our Lick the Cat premiere tour was better than the Burton ones, and we had probably <laughs> that much the money to do it. One-fiftieth of the budget. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, like Skull Candy gave us an RV. Yeah. And we just drove around. That's <laughs> awesome. Dude, it was so fun. You know what? I, I got to I gotta tell you, from my perspective as a person that doesn't drink anymore, I am vicariously living through you. It is like one of my, cause I see a lot of people and they're like partying. They're going to like these, like, like hipster bars, like twilight in Salt Lake and whatnot. I, and I see you out there and it's like you and Sage, like monster party, like you're shitting your pants in front of Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> like it's like, and I'm just like, as a, as like a, a spectator, I'm just like, yes, somebody is, is doing just it doing like this. for the people that can't. And I love it. Dude. I feel I'm the such same a- way, man. I look at your, what goes on and listen to the stories and I'm just like, dude, that's what's up. This guy's living the life. Yeah. I mean, you have these opportunities. So like do this stuff. It's like, you're gonna do it. You you're know? always at really cool things. It seems like. Cool yeah, and events. I feel like that definitely too puts like a bit of stereotype on me for people to think it's like, Oh, like, you know, Zach just parties all the time and does all this stuff. But it's like, if you get the opportunity to go to this stuff, anyone's going to take it. Yeah. Like I would any hands down any day, go to some bougie club and drink for free and have the time of my life. than like go to some like weird dive bar and like spend a bunch of money and then go home. Like, that sure. affects your core score though, bro. The course, the core, yeah, the let's core, talk score. core score, let's talk core score. They're like, <laughs> Oh, he's wearing a monster scratch. He's I mean, wag. Dude, at the end of the day, like I could care less about my core well, score. Like, well, fuck your core score. When like, it's like, I would much rather be hanging out with Rob Gronkowski from the NFL shitting my pants like you're doing like is yeah. that what happened what, what yeah, happened that's there? A, uh, yeah that's a crazy story <laughs> like that's honestly probably one of my best party stories i've ever had it was let's get into it yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was last this is what we're doing let's dive in <laughs> it, it was last i mean we're jumping ahead a little bit but i'll tell this story and <laughs> so we go to vegas it was 
Monst- no, it was Vegas Supercross Finals in Monsters, the headlining spots, the Monster Energy AMA Supercross. You know, so it's like they want us to come out, support Monster, party with them, have all this fun. And Sage and I are like, we always go to the Monster parties because it's like insane. It's the best time ever. And um, So we we were in Mammoth. We drive down to Vegas, get to Vegas, immediately just start, you know, you, you roll into Vegas. It's like you're hammering beers. You're, you know, you're waiting in line to check into your like hotel room. You're just taking shots. Like you're like, yeah. like, you know, it's like, you know, white girl spring break. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, they so, roll the red carpet out for that too. Oh yeah. It's like, I mean, you don't pull your wallet out once, but then have like the most exclusive time you've had. And, um, yeah, so we, we go to the monster party, party, party all night at the club. I, you know, getting my boxers, getting the pool. Like I'm that guy all wet, you know, shaking my hair, (laughs) shotgunning beers. Partying like a rock star. You know? Yeah. It's like, and then next to us is like, like two boost downs, like Gronk. And then all the skaters are in this one. And then all the like people, like, you know, it's like they kind of separate all the athletes, but then for some reason, everyone kind of like, I don't know what it is. Like, cause we just party and have fun. So like our booth kind of is like the one to like, go off a little bit, oh, you know, nice. so like we feel cool and I'm drinking, I'm like gone at this point. And then time goes on late in the night. Next thing you know, I'm like sitting around a table. I'm like, okay, I'm with Rob Gronkowski, his bodyguard, his dad, his brother, a couple VPs from monster. And then me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't. And then like, I think I was with like two of my friends that were girls too at the time. And, um, I think like they want, they were, they didn't have any girls with them. So it's like, I kind of like looked cool. Cause I was like the guy with like girls and but yep. and, um, so we're all sitting around and I like, I don't know what happened. Just lost all motor function or something, but it's like, <laughs> I go to like, kind of like do the sneak fart, you know, like at the bar, Uh-oh. like we're all sitting at that table and I fully just shit my pants. Holy hell. Not, like, we're not talking a shark. We're talking you shit your pants like, fully. It, 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 I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a solid one, but it was like, yeah, mud, mud, but wow. it was like pants full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it wasn't like, oh, I could go to the bathroom, kind of wipe my butt, play this one off. It was like, <laughs> it was like I'm there's there's shit. That's in my what we pants. call code brown scenario. <laughs> code you know, and I'm like brown. looking around. I'm like, there is no way this just happened. Like, you know, it's like five in the morning. So like, hey, what do I do? What do I do? Like, I gotta play this off. You know, so I just get up really quick, don't say anything, run up to my hotel room take my boxers off, throw my shit boxers in the corner, put my pants back on, walk back downstairs, look to the left, see outside, broad daylight. I'm like, nice. <laughs> I'm like, and I go back and then, I mean, have a few more drinks at that dude. I think I want to say it was like seven in the morning, seven thirty in the morning. And then whatever, go back to my hotel room. And the story gets more insane. Wake up at like, I don't know, three in the afternoon, dead. And, you know, Sage, Sage, Vegas and, style. Yeah, Sage and our friends are in, were in the lobby and they almost like called because they were like worried that I was like, wasn't there. So then I, I roll downstairs and then Sage, you know, Sage and them all, they're drinking bloodies, having like breakfast at three, Vegas style. And, you know, and I'm like, dude, I, I, I'm dead. Like, I'm done. I'm done. And Sage's like, no, no, drink this. Hands me this juice. And I think, I think it's just orange juice, but it's uh, orange juice. It's a, uh, screwdriver yep. dumped vodka in it. So I just go to chug it. I'm like, Oh God. In the middle of this restaurant in Vegas, like lobby, like I'm like, Oh, I got water. In my, I'm this is coming up. I'm done. I'm done. Where do I go? I get out of the booth. I'm running around trying to find a trash can or something. And it's like right when the palms opened and it's like the palms is like the hot, like where all the influencers went. And there was just influence. There was this table of like 20, like, you know, blonde brunette influencer girls. And I just, <laughs> 
projectile vomit. <laughs> you know, like middle of the restaurant. No. Like, you couldn't find anywhere because there's no bath. Like the bathrooms are like in weird spots. Yeah, they're always like that. No trash cans. So then like I go to like cover my face with my shirt, puking out of my shirt. Like oh, I, I don't know what to do. I'm looking around. So I just run. Run back up to the hotel room, take my shirt off, throw my throw my puke <laughs> shirt next to my boxers. shit boxers, <laughs> put a shirt back on. A lot of bodily fluids. Put my shirt back on, walk, walk back downstairs, start drinking, have another full day, and we go to a pool party that day, and then I was just goon by yacht at that point, too, and then something happened, like, there was, like, glass where the pool is, and I, like, put my ass cheeks on the glass, and was, like, sp- like, putting like spreading my cheeks over the glass but it's like everyone below at the dance thing could look up and see so i'm like spreading sphincter like oh, God. you know Jesus. you know like i'm um, pink guy scenario yeah, like, but like but guy. like i'm in like my jean like jeans like in the pool yeah. you know at that point and so i get handcuffed dragged out oh, eight, no. 86 from the palms for life wow like, you're done like can't you can't you're fired like, yeah you can't come back and then fall asleep, wake up, Sage and I drive back to Mammoth, and I'm like, dude, I haven't eaten a meal since I've got here. <laughs> <laughs> like, 48 hours, no food, just alcohol. And, like, I was, like, in the car shaking, you know, and, like, driving like, driving back to Mammoth, and I was like, I'm done. Go to Mammoth for this Red Bull event. It was, like, the Red Bull recharge, like a Ben Ferguson, Mark McMorris thing. Oh, uh, Okay. And so we go to this mammoth event straight off of like everyone watching our Instagram stories. Like, oh my God. You guys God. were killing it. Yeah, where are these guys yeah. right now? And then into the shoot in mammoth that I wasn't even invited to in the beginning, but like Sage was invited. I was like, oh, I'll go. And like, whatever, I'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. So what they did was they separated teams. So it was like yep. a Ben Ferguson team, a Mark McMorris team, um, and whatever. So then you made a video. It was a video contest, made a video, put it out. Ben's like, hey, you're on, my, you're on our team. And I was like, okay, dope, you know, straight off of partying. And then we ended up winning the video contest. <laughs> I remember so seeing sick. that sick like we, trick you did. That was dope. Wall ride derail. Yeah. yeah, the wall ride derail. And then yeah. like, so they play. So how it was judge was T. Ricky T. Rice was judging the Shouts. video contest via FaceTime. And then our video wins, and I get the ender clip in this video. And then T. Rice is like. And hail, man, that last clip was so sick. And in my head, I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, you know, like, I just like, okay, like, check the list. Like, just shit my pants in front of Rob Gronkowski. I'm trying to hit, like, 80-foot park jumps with Mark McMorris, Sebe, Sage, like, way out of my league. Yeah. And then the one rail feature there, I kind of tee it up and then ended up T-Ricky giving me props at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> That's called being on a wave right there. Yeah, you just caught like, a hell of a wave. All-star. Started with you shit in your pants. You know, I once read an article about Matthew McConaughey. He said, "Never trust anyone who doesn't have a good shit your pants story." Yeah, because that means they're a liar. That's true. That's yeah. You can't go through your life without yeah. shit in your pants. Just, uh, I mean, I tell that story to so many people. And they're like, "Can't believe you just told us that story." <laughs> Dude, that's Funny. the coolest like, thing yeah. about you, though, is the way you can go to a park shoot like that and do your thing, but then also go to the streets and. I want to. You're diverse, man. Yeah, I mean, I've always like just wanted to be able to snowboard on everything so i've definitely like it's it's hard though like filming in the streets all year and then going to these park shoots in spring with all these guys who've been riding x games and us open all winter. Yeah, your boys are like the best <laughs> yeah and then i'm like you know and then i'm like standing up there look left mark look right like seb dudes like look behind you know i'm like i mean this is what you guys do you know <laughs> like, you get in there hailstorm we got to talk new zealand dude i love that you're still going to new zealand early season and for jossie's contest can you take can you grab the fitted yeah this is actually why you asked me to 
I need to text me and said, bring trinkets. I'm like, I don't want a fucking trinket. This, this guy, he do, he's riding with the big dogs over in New Zealand and this hat puts on <laughs> this monster hat, like the like, biggest asshole hat of yeah. all time. I think it's incredible. You know, backwards, like deep. <laughs> everyone started calling me deep dish because it was like, deep you know, all, I got to throw this thing on. <laughs> throw it on. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, deep if you're, like oh, I'm literally yeah. like this, you know, but then also, oh, no, you also the had these sunglasses. Look, look at the kit. You know, you so I'm like, you know, in. so I'm like up, up at this monster event in New Zealand, like deep dish, dude. Yeah. Respect. You, you know, and wow. um, core score plummeting right now, mind you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, should, be it should be skyrocketing. It should be skyrocketing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, core score has always been plummeting. <laughs> <laughs> core score doesn't like get you very far. <laughs> Truth. Core score doesn't help with the mortgage payments. <laughs> yeah. Truth. Um, no, you know. So I'm up there, and like, you know, everyone's chucking dick, and I'm like, I think this is my time. You know, Sage, <laughs> like, like Sage has been been hyping up this, like, you're doing a double cork when you're down there. You're doing a double cork all summer. And that was, like, our party summer, too, where it was, like, we you guys partying. were gods. You were <laughs> gods. That was kind of, you know, because him and I both, like, were freshly single at that time to, like, sorry to kind of get off the subject, but be freshly single with your best friend at the same time yeah, for the summer dope. is insane. Yeah. So, anyways. I thought you guys just planned that. You're always... Seem to be making moves together like that. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, it just happened. World of lines. I mean, dude, he's on. Yeah. I mean, Sage is honestly like, I mean, he's my brother. Like, I, he's more than my He's more than my friend. Like, I don't know. I mean, but so as, as I was down there, you know, and I'm like, I just remember rolling into this big air jump, and this dude, the jump was like a hundred feet. You know, oh, it was, it was, it was a like Jacker. It was the one at Cardrona where like they do all the contests on, and there's been all these photos of people on it, and I'm like up there, I'm like. Deep dish. I'm like, um, <laughs> we had all this momentum. You were wearing that deep dish hat. Yeah, yeah we, wow. the deep dish. we yeah. had all this momentum going, and then like that, like we were partying down there. And then my nickname was like Gator, and I had this like, <laughs> bl- like I had like this blown out eye vessel from throwing up. <laughs> you know, so like I'm like, and, and I had a mohawk. Or no, I had cornrows at the time. You know, so I'm like blown eye vessel, cornrows. You know, rolling into this contest, asshole monster hat. Yeah, rolling into this contest snowboard scene down there where everyone very like you know suit and tie and it's like corn road hail rolls in you know like wow like, i got this <laughs> roll in i did like i try i think it took me like five tries but dude just the feeling of like not eating a park jump for a while and then just like okay, shoulder shoulder you yeah. know and i remember i landed one and i just landed put my hands up and just rode straight to the bar <laughs> was like, <I'm> done. <laughs> like, back to Dubsky, check we're yeah, going to the bar you know, it's like it, in that whole trip it was like dude and i got an award for it it was like jossie gave me like an award at the award show it was like and hailed it his first double court <laughs> <laughs> so sick dude, that's um, insane that's, and that's what's so cool too is like you know really at the end of the day you know you you got you got knocked on your ass with the burton thing and then it seems, you know, obviously if anybody was to like want to player hate on you, when you put out trash, it's, it was, it's over. Like it's better than all the street. <laughs> yeah. Parts. Trash was dope. Like it's an insane part. It's like, sh- it, if you're a uh, hail hater, you just have to shut the fuck up at that point because <laughs> dude, that part's incredible. What was your mentality going to that? I mean, definitely it dude. It might have been the double cork, to be honest. Yeah, you just had momentum. You had yeah, that like, momentum. Like, I did the double cork, and I was like, okay, like, you know, yeah. I'm, I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but no, going into that winter, like, we did the LTC thing, and like, going into that winter, I was like, oh, no, like, what am I going to do? You know, like, like, don't really have, like, you know, not very many sponsors, still don't have a board sponsor, still don't have an outerwear sponsor, not, like, Monsters always had my back, Spice, Cold Candy for, like, buying me into movies. I'm like, oh, God, like, I don't know what to do. 
And then it was kind of funny. Germ was like, hey, why don't you do something like Method Mag in Europe? Like, you know, that's a good idea. And then kind of talked, kind of talked for a while. And then like January, it was January and still nothing was kind of like going on. I was like, oh no, you know, like who knows what's going to happen. Okay, I'm just going to go to Europe. I'm going to go film. Like I'm just going to go to, I'm going to go to Europe for a couple months and just go film. Like, mm-hmm. and then, so the ball started rolling on filming and then, um, and then it came together where it was like, Hey, okay, we have money, we have support. We're going to like start making a project. And I was like, okay, like I want this video to like, I, w- I want to prove to myself that I could put something out that I want people to like, you know, like I just, I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it, that I could like put out a video project that people kind of stepped back and were like, Oh, whoa. Like, you know, the whole Burton thing happened. And then it was like, okay, Zach's putting out stuff. And that was my, men- my mentality, honestly, with it though, was like, I just want to go have fun and do whatever I want all winter because I've never been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's because you were freshly single as well. So you're able to go to like Europe, <laughs> Europe for yeah, a long yeah, no, time. And that, and that was my first winter where I was single and yeah. I was like, you know what? I could go to Helsinki for two months and have the time of my life and film snowboard clips you and do whatever you wanted. Right. Yeah. There was <laughs> being in Helsinki. Stuff single, we can't get fun. into, or <laughs> I don't know if we can or can't, but it seems like, let's just say, uh, from the nightlife, your confidence carried over to your riding. Yeah. I mean, to put it, I mean, nicely, I, you know, I was living that dream. It was like, I'm filming, like I'm filming clips. I love, I'm partying. Like I'm in Europe. You know, like I don't have to go home. I can do whatever. And I'm still very fortunate to like have that opportunity, even without Burton to like be able to do that, you know? And, uh, yeah, so that, that was my mentality and, and it's, I mean, kind of just played out like no plan. And then you said one of my favorite things I've heard somebody say that really stuck with me. I remember when we were filming together for that project Yep. and you were killing it. And I think you said like, it's time and when my back's against the wall, I do my best. I noticed that the last couple of years, like when my back is against the wall, like I need, I know that like what I need to do and like, I will get it done. Like yeah. I will achieve the goal that I need to achieve. And that was my goal in my head was like, I want to put something out that I'm proud of. And, and that's all I wanted to do. I didn't care. I didn't care what came out of it. I didn't care if I got nothing out of it. Like I just wanted to like put something out that I knew I didn't leave anything on the table. And honestly, like being with like you and like Harrison, it was like so comforting to like be around my friends that like had confidence in me that knew I could snowboard like that. Because I think your snowboarding is definitely limited to limited to the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. I mean, you look at like some video parts people put out when they're not snowboarding with their friends and it hurts them a lot. You know, like it hurts their snowboarding. It hurts their confidence. And I, I just had so much confidence with you guys because I would roll up to something and be like, like you were there for that, like drop off the roof to like front board thing fuck. I did. And, you know, it was, like, a joke at first. Like, we should hit that. I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm going to hit it. You know? But then, like, having you and Harrison down there being like, dude, you got it. You know? And I was like, I remember I just wanted to drop 50 it. Drop 50 to it. And I was like, I feel like we need to do more. And then did a board side. And I was like, I feel like I could front board. And I remember, like, you being like, dude, you're you front. I mean, you've been front boarding since you were a fetus. <laughs> you Probably know? what I said. Yeah, yeah, like, something like that. And, like, I did. <laughs> I think <laughs> you front boarded the umbilical cord on the way out. <laughs> But just having that confidence, like, filming is, like, so important, I think. And I, honestly, like, I give you and Harrison, like, a lot of credit for, like, my like my confidence snowboarding that year. Like, those trips because I was just able to, like, be like, damn, like, these guys believe in me. So, like, I'm believing in myself more. Like, I could do this. And appreciate I'm, like, forever well, grateful for I'll that. I'll tell you, it, awesome. from our, I really appreciate that. That means a lot. And we could see you You were in that window of, like, that, that I always talk about the snowball of confidence. But you're just, every day you were getting a clip. And just building on that. And then the next day you get a clip. And I don't know, it feels cool. And it's always been this mentality. It's not about 
like I've had a, a lot of shine in my life, but it's always nice to take a step back and help other people and have the mentality. If one guy gets a shot, we all get a shot, you know, and working together for like a project or wanting to help you for your project. It, it feels good sometimes to be like, all right, this is this dude's time to shine. Let's, let's make sure he gets the clips. It was like us together. You yeah, know, it's not like you're fun. like trying to like, we're not like on the same team trying to fight, you know, broke back to the broken pool stick thing. Trying yeah, to fight Burton, for a spot. True, it's like, true, yeah. it's like, we're just snowboarding, having fun. And like, I'm hopefully going to make this video project that I, who knows if it's going to come out, you yeah. know, like, and that was, it was received well, right? So many people said so many good things about it. And like, I just, I'm so grateful about that too, you know, because it was this project that I didn't know what was really going to happen. I just snowboarded, came up with like some name called trash, Great name, <laughs> you know? And like, That's I wasn't even, I wasn't even sure about the name, you know? Cause it's like, Oh God, it's gonna be so easy for people to hate on this. You know, it's like, Oh, well that's funny. It's called trash. It is trash. You know, but then Sage was the one that was like, dude, if you're so hyped on your footage, call it trash. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm calling it trash. Yeah. That, that was an incredible part. And, um, and it seems like you've kind of just been building on that, you know, to keep it moving. But this year, you know, you did the X Games Real Snow, and that was that was, that was incredible. How did that How did that end up? Yeah, now like I don't know, rolling off of like the um, rolling off of trash into that. You know, I had a bunch of confidence. Like I was like, I'm getting to snowboard how I want. Like I feel good. I'm healthy. And then I got to do X Games Real Snow, and um, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. And it's kind of crazy because I feel like some people turn that opportunity down, which I. I mean, I get it, but you know, your core is core, but at the end of the day, it's like you're, you have sponsors and they want you to do the X games. The X games is the biggest platform besides the Olympics for snowboarding and street snowboarding. Like that is the biggest platform for street snowboarding to get to the general public because a lot of people don't understand what we do. I try to explain it and they're like, Oh, I don't get it. You know, where it's like, you know, but then like people could watch ESPN and see real street and be like, Oh, okay. I get it now. They explain it. And technically you get a medal. So you can say, uh, I'm an X Games medalist. Yeah. (laughs) What'd you get there? Let's, let's see this. Yeah, bro. Bring that. How'd you do? First of all, what, what, what'd you get? Got silk, got silver. Second. It's not, it's not gold like yours. Second, yes, he's, got, he's got a gold. One, right? Oh, you only got silver, huh? <laughs> yeah. Let me see what I, I actually. Let me see what I got here. Oh, this is oh. actually what the gold looks like. <laughs> well, yours is a little duct tape on it. Eh? Yeah, I actually broke it partying. I actually done this garage floor. It is that actually gold and silver? These things. I mean, plated. Look at you guys! Uh, a couple of I gotta lie, you I'm gotta wear this. Yeah, a couple of medalists here. I'm still kind of waiting for like, my night out at the bar with this thing and not taking off. Medal, dude. I've definitely done that. If you're gonna do that, hit up Maddie Mo and go to the club. That's I had the night of my you, life. You wore yours he, out. He was uh, like he was playing. Um, the year I won, I remember I went out. I think it was for my birthday, and he was playing "All I Do Is Win" by DJ Khaled, <laughs> and I had my medal in the club like a complete asshole it was oh, so man. where were you the time of my life though it was like one of those clubs downtown in salt lake that's so all i do is win, win 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 no matter what <laughs> stand up he's that like one. hitting air horns every two seconds well, yeah. dude, that's like it's funny because like sage and i were talking about like with like we were hyping you up and we're like dude that's why like chris has done so well in his career because he doesn't care what people think like like seriously i mean like you you put out part like dude it's like you wear a i mean like patriots jersey snowboarding yeah. you know most so hated team sick, most hated, sports. you know and you're you just have such a personality on tv that people could relate to and that's like something i think is really important is that actually like you're so relatable and like it shows he's passionate that. about what he likes he's so passionate it's like about if you don't like it, well, whatever fuck you but this is what i like and that's yeah, me yeah and that's why and nah. that's why you've done so well in your career and i feel like people kind of forget to be themselves that, and you are 
prime example of that. You've been yourself, you're unapologetically yourself, and I feel like you're comfortable in your own skin, where a lot of people are trying to fit into this little box. But they don't know, know keep... what their skin needs to be like. Yeah, they're, they're, they're ever-changing. Change it. It's like Trend every... skin. Yeah. The course Trend skin. Yeah, I mean, it's like you just, everyone tries to fit in and, like, be this person that's, like, relevant to, like, 100 people. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, it doesn't it's help small, anything. Yeah, straight up. As, um, we're, as we're talking like this, with yeah, we're in the chairs. Are wearing your medals? I know yours got to like. It I looks need like, to get a medal. You, you want to run this thing for a bit? Buddy? Here, a here, here a put this one on. Let's put both of these things on. Where are my medals at? Looks like they kind of. Oh, don't drop it. It's glass. It's glass. It's It looks like they kind of downgraded on mine. As yours went on, yours is pretty nice. This is what should be up, man. Win, 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 win. That's what's up. Where's Matty Mo? We get Matty Mo. That's how we do it. Ice so down medallion, son. <laughs> well, let's. This, but yeah, this is what's up. Like rolling into rolling into real snow. I just like was like, okay, you know what? Like I snowboard my best when I do what I want. Yeah, and that's what I did. Like coming into the winter, I was like, I'm gonna snowboard exactly how I did last year. X Games, no X Games, exactly how I want to snowboard. I'm not gonna be pressured to hit anything I don't want to hit. I'm not gonna like try to like be this cool guy snowboarder and hit things that are like not that cool. You know, I'm just like I like. I like going fast. I like hitting big things and I like scaring myself. It worked. I mean, it's like I had, I filmed some of the best clips I've ever filmed my entire life. And I'd be super proud of that part. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I am. I'm, I'm proud. Like, I'm just, I'm hyped that like how well it was received too. You yeah, know? People said you had that perfect balance of what X Games wants and what a rail rider, rider wants to see, you know, and that was really cool. And like just filming with Meyer too. It's like Meyer's He's the yeah. realist. He's the guy. And, and that's the thing is Myers had my back for so long and like being able to film with him, it's like he knew what I was capable of doing. And I just, I wanted, I wanted him to do well too in the contest because he gets a medal. Yeah, he got, too. He he got a, medal? a medal. Yeah. yeah. He got he a medal. Oh my but, God. But like, I so know sick. like Meyer would have, Meyer can have a lot of X Games medals because he is one of the best filmers and filmer and editors around, you know, and humans. Yeah. And human. It's just like, he, he's the guy. And I was so lucky to be with him and shout out Meyer. Like, thank you so much for like doing that with me like it was so we had such a good time and like you pushed me and like you know if i did something that was kind of not good you're like eh, you know, like, he's not gonna sugar you know it. maybe you should do it again like he would tell you what's up yeah and like i definitely fought back on a few things and like i definitely put a couple things in there that are a little questionable but at the end of the day it's like dude you spend 10 hours on a trick it's like god like i'm over it i'm yeah. taking that one done dude, let's talk about yeah, the um talk the about debacle. the rocks there's a rock <laughs> explain, debacle. explain the debacle I, because I, I, it's the best about it's dude it's the funniest debacle, like, um, so it was, it was the first spot of the year. I roll, go to Minnesota, hit the triple kink. It was like the opening shot, right? Like backlip that triple kink. It's a famous rail. A bunch of people have hit it. Brett Kulos back when 80 on do it. Like Ethan Dice 50, 50 did it and standing sideways. You know, there's been a lot of tricks. Like Cooper front boarded it. Mm-hmm. Last, last, yeah, yep. Two years ago now. But, um, yeah, so I'm like hitting it. All right, I, I roll up to it, look at it. I'm like, okay, there's three inches of snow in Minnesota. It's December. And I'm like, okay, there's these gnarly boulders on the side of it, like huge boulders that aren't aren't an issue in the middle of the winter because everyone covers them up anyways. So yeah, it's like- there's eight inches of snow. Yeah, and I looked at it and I was like, hey, like maybe can I cover these up? And then I kind of like moved them around. I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm moving them. Like I want to back lift this thing. Like I don't want to hit my head on yeah. a rock for an, un, it's like, it's taking an unnecessary risk. It's like risk over rewards. Like, why wouldn't you move these? Move <laughs> you know, no people cover them anyways. It's of not course. like, you know, I didn't do something like crazy weird, but anyway, so move the rocks, moved them over. Um, 
had an all day battle. I was exhausted. At the end of the day, I looked at, I, I was with a bunch of people in Minnesota. And I was like, Fuck, I should probably like move these rocks back, you know, to be respectful. Cause I am like that guy, like I clean my stuff up. Like I don't want to leave things a mess. Cause someone has to clean it up at the end of the day. Someone has to repaint that. Someone has to do this, Yeah, you know, and then everyone's over it. Like, dude, like just leave the rocks. It's a dirt hill. Like whatever. It's oh, everyone snow. told you to leave the rocks. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like everyone was in, in agreement. like, fine, leave the rocks, clean all the snow up, clean the lip up, unshovel the stairs. It's going to be winter. It's going to snow. They're going to be covered. Yep. It literally rocks eight inches over. Yep. You know, it's not a big deal. Yep. Yeah. So then the winter's going on. I'm filming. And then all of a sudden I like look at Instagram and <laughs> I get this tag from some fucking snowboard meme account, like some wax snowboard meme account. that was like, was like, what's up with this Zach Hill? Don't clean up your shit. It's like, and then someone else had hit the rail after me. So they left their lip set up and obviously the rocks were still there. Oh no. You know, and it's like, you know, it's people like you that like, get snowboarding oh, banned from these go. places and <laughs> you know it's like oh can't wait for like another rail to be knobbed you know and then obviously like i feel like people love my entire snowboard career i feel like people just love to hate on me yeah like it sure. is what it is i mean i'm a very confident person like i could give a shit less what someone says about me over like somewhere else you know it's like dude you're sitting on your phone like yeah finding a reason to hate for no reason yeah but, so Anyways, and then there's this comment thread just goes, you know, it's like, you know, and obviously the snowboard meme page, this kid, it's like some like, like probably kid sitting in his mom's basement. It's like, oh, this is, I'm getting so much attention. Yeah, he was this loving it. Like, oh. It's like, you know, and it's like some people, <laughs> you know, he's probably like. Fuck him. Oh, yeah. It's like crap. I mean, even like giving him, I hate giving him attention right now. Like, yeah. you know, cause it's like so pointless, but um, yeah, and this comment thread starts coming up and like people start commenting the stuff that I thought were my friends and I see this oh, stuff really? and I'm like, dude, like what? Okay. Like you, that sucks. Like, you know, it's like we were cool. Yeah, and like now you just like homies. go off. I mean, they weren't like my actual homies, but like they're cool to my face. Yeah. They just go off on this comment thread and I'm just like, dude, like it's, you know, and, and honestly it kind of sucks at the same time. Cause it's like, I feel like I've, like with the winter before, I've tried so hard to get the stereotype off my back. The core like, score is going down, bro. Yeah, Your core, core score. But dude, <laughs> it, sometimes it gets to you though. Like, yeah. I'll tell you what, you're doing you, and that's fucking rare. Yeah, and that's cool. Nobody, you're actually Zach Hale. A lot of people out there are just trying to be the fucking next trendy dude. And the thing that I think's like when I hear that, it's just like the thing I'm just sick of is just outrage culture. It's like these people they're not gonna they're not gonna post excited. Oh, look at Zach Hale's new part! Holy shit, he did all this crazy shit. Oh, he moved some rocks. Let me get an outrage culture. Let me fucking type into my keyboard. Let me fuel the hate. It's like they're down to uh, you know burn whoever at the stake. They you know they can come together for that, but they can't come together positively. You know, and it's just crabs in a bucket. It's just crabs in a bucket pulling each other down. They're not feeling good. They're gonna pull you down. You. You just got to keep doing you, dude. You're fucking killing it. <laughs> no, you know, I'm don't sure. worry about those dudes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Trying to film real snow and like have way other things going on in my life. You know, it's like water heater at one of my houses goes out in January and I need to like get that fixed and like yeah. looking at getting worked up about like some kid commenting about me moving rocks over. And it's like, that's the, if yeah, that's the, the only thing, things, right? you know, if that's the only petty. thing you could hate on me in that video part for is moving those rocks, then so be it. Because so be it. guaranteed every single one of those people in that comment thread has changed a spot. To make it rideable, well, everybody does. If it's everybody cutting, fucks, so yeah. oh, what? So you, you're not going to cut a branch out of a tree? Yeah. Same yeah. thing. You're not like how many fences have you cut? How many chains have you cut? How many support beams have you cut out ruined, of rails? Ruined, like, spots. ruined. Yeah. Like 
you know, completely a, like vandalism. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's oh, it's part of the game. You're you know? going to hate on me for like moving some boulders over. You like, think it's because like, it, people just like to hate on you and you don't know why. It's just whatever it is. I mean, I is. think, I think I just have that stereotype is like that young Burton kid making money. Yeah. Know? And it's like, I've, I've definitely tried to like work that off my back because, I mean, I know I was that person. It's hard not to be that person, but like, I've definitely tried to like, I mean, I'm older. I mean, I'm 27. I'm yeah. mellowed out a lot. Like, I don't want to be that person, you know? So it's like, but yeah, and I feel like people kind of just like hold on to that. And Meyer and I talked about it all winter too. Cause I'm like, dude, why does everyone like <laughs> well, like to hate on me? Yeah. So you what know what though? You can the, take it though. For, for what it is, is at, at, at the end of the day, most people are so sensitive. You always like, you take it so well when people yeah. give you shit. And that's a fucking admirable trait, like younger brother syndrome, I call it, when you're used to getting beat up your whole life. Oh, yeah, you I, mean, I have it. three older brothers. Exactly. Yeah, like and I so you're, you can hang. You can hang. And a lot of people are so sensitive, dude. And you're, and so at the end of the day, you got to just, like, we're talking about something we shouldn't even be wasting our breath on, to yeah. be honest, because what you're doing, like, let's talk about the fucking part, dude. It's insane. Like, yeah, that real, part. You got a goddamn X Games silver medal against the heavy hitters, dude. It's, like, yeah. insane. You should be so proud of that. No, I'm so, and I'm so stoked about that. Like, I mean, that was another thing. I went going to real snow. I was like, I just want to put out something that I'm proud of. And I didn't leave anything on the table. And like, dude, Meyer and I grinded. You guys like, grinded. Three huh? months of just like nonstop. Like I was so beat up after. And like the snow conditions this year were terrible. They were the, awful. And the yeah, corona, it was a rough year. It was so bad. Like there was yeah. no snow anywhere. Like I kept having to go back to these places that are just getting completely shit all over. Yeah, just beat down. Yeah. And then like the whole coronavirus started happening. And it was just, it was a tough winter. But like, dude, we put it, we put it together. We did it. And like. I'm so thankful to like walk out with a medal. Like I don't care what medal it is. Like I'm just hyped to place. Mm-hmm. And like dude, yeah. Renee's part, like yeah, you can't you did. can't hate on that Renee part. I it's mean, incredible. Visually stimulating, you know. Like I'm a photographer. I watch that and I'm just like, dude, this would have loved to shoot that. Would have loved to shoot that. I mean, he's I mean same so with a lot good. of stuff you did too, though. And like, dude, and you shot some big dog stuff. And that's that's the type of snowboarding I like to do. Like I like to hit big things. I don't like to yeah. hit like this. Like I feel like there's a trend in snowboarding right now where it's like super mini golf stuff. Yeah. Like, Scare yourself. Like, would, you, hard des- would you describe as it as a big bank take little bank situation? <laughs> 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 Definitely no big bank around here. <laughs> that might, might be little bank trying to fight for big bank. <laughs> no, I mean, I just want—I don't know. I mean, I you want to go big, dude. Yeah, Fuck it. and just like, say it. No, yeah, I want to hit. I want to, yeah, want to go and big. As, as right. a shoot photographer, I want to shoot that shit. Like, man, I like scaring dope. myself. Like, that's what I've always. Maybe done that's another reason you get shit sometimes. Is some of these kids don't like to go big. They don't want to be forced to go big because they want to do what's trendy. And it's yeah. like, God, it's like, dude, just be different a little bit. Like there's a whole world of snowboarding out there. And I feel like snowboarding is so like, it's just stuck right now. Yeah. You know, it's like, be, be, get out of the core bubble, like be, be relevant yourself. to people because yeah. that's, what's going to help everyone in the core and outside of the core. Yeah, we can't I mean, that's a whole stuck. other subject, but we I mean, can't I, stay stuck here. Yeah, we need to I mean, forward. obviously, people fuck with you. Your gram slaps. Dude. Yeah, I mean, people you got, are down. You, that's a pretty good indicator. So, well, and that's another thing. You know, it's like people hate on the Instagram thing. It's like that's what you get paid to do nowadays. True. I hate to say it, but sponsors look at those numbers, and they're oh, like, it's "Very important." What What is this guy bring? We're paying him X amount of dollars. What is he bringing to the table? And it's like, if you're gonna get hated on for me, like, oh, hey, like, check out this new snowboard that's out and i'm riding like it's awesome you know it's like oh you're gonna like post that yeah like like, oh like that's how you get paid it's your job you get a number put in front of you to just hit post on instagram like yeah i'm gonna take it yeah would you rather work a nine to five or work a shitty job or post this on instagram and if you want to work the shitty job respect but 
most people given that opportunity are going to post the thing on Instagram. Yeah. Right? And I feel like people hate on it because they've never had that opportunity and, and it sucks. Like it's annoying. Like, you know, you're posting like, yeah, but I mean, Instagram day, sucks, but it is what it is. I mean, it's, dude, it's, it's advertising. Yeah, it's now, marketing so. and yeah, you're speaking to people. Yeah. I enjoy some of the shit you post, the party stuff, the party <laughs> stuff, man. Yeah, keep posting. Yeah, yeah, I you love keep watching me alive that. in the but summer. You got yeah, to like fill it in. If you could just exclusively post party stuff yeah. for me, that would actually be I like be to ideal. see where you're at, what you're doing, and be like, damn. <laughs> Dude, it's it's so funny. I mean, definitely, like, you post so much stuff, and people see so much of your life, and they think they know you, but at the end of the day, it's like, like, people probably think all I do is, like, in the summer, party, party. and drink, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just, like. I just post that stuff. Outside like looking in. Actually, so. you're, like, basically a, land, a slumlord yeah, fixing like, water heaters. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's like I'm over here, like, ripping up sprinkler systems and like put, <laughs> you know it's like hell yeah i'm gonna like go out on the weekend of these monster parties and get trashed and post about it like you could be whoever you want on instagram you yeah know? really you only show them the good moments or what the moments you want yeah control that's it. a just a whole thing too it's it? just good to clear the air and like obviously you're one of the realest dudes that me and stone know you know and yeah i'm te- team hailstorm we're <laughs> fucking I'm team hailstorm. T- yeah two two hailstorm fans <laughs> right over here, here. we One might be two. your biggest fans <laughs> and so yeah big fan big fan over here long time listener big time fan um but yeah man we're, we're stoked we're able to have this conversation with you and just keep doing what you're doing yeah. don't listen to those fucking haters man keep going <laughs> team hailstorm throw this asshole fucking flex fit hat on and give her some yeah. hell <laughs> keep it going i feel like the hate means you're doing something right personally yep. yeah i mean that's yeah, yeah. like a good motto to live by just in, ever, in life in general. Just do you. Do, do you. Stay in your lane. Do you. Stay <laughs> in your lane. All right. It's been real, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next week with another episode of The Bomb Hole. Over and out. Damn. That was a good one, man. Stoked on that. Hope you all enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed making it. Chris, what do you think, man? Man, it was fun to sit down and chat with a dear friend of mine, Hailstorm. Really enjoyed that one. You know, also, just to let you guys know in the description, we got all kinds of links to the stuff we're talking about. Don't be afraid to do the screenshot post on the gram. We really appreciate that. What else, bud? Please subscribe, too, man. It all it all helps us out a lot, and we'll keep pumping these out as long as you guys keep listening to them. The love and support from you guys is just it's fucking incredible, so we can't thank you enough for that. And uh, next week, man, the episode we got next week is going to be crazy. So Big episode. Every Wednesday, we're going to keep them coming. Peace. All right, we appreciate you guys. See you next week.